Welcome to the Agree to Disagree show, a show that discusses news, politics, and pop culture with your host, Luigi C. I want to see how many people I can agree to disagree with. We will try to solve life's great mysteries. Why is the sky blue? Why do we lean left or right? Why are we all nuts? Let's start the show. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to episode 30 of the Agree to Disagree podcast show where we discuss news, politics, and pop culture. I'm your host, Luigi C. Let me remind you, we are streaming live on Facebook at Agree to Disagree show and on YouTube live. And thank you for everybody for joining us this evening. I encourage you to write in your questions and comments to make this interactive this evening. I promise it's going to be a great show. Um... Today's guest is a longtime friend of mine, a university classmate, and we're going to get into that a little bit more <laughs> in, the, in the show, and the Liberal Party whip and MA for the Jean Mouse VJ writing. Please, everyone, welcome to the show, Filomena Rotirotti. Hi, Phil. Sorry, I forgot Hi. to unmute uh, uh, your mic. How are you? Good. How are you? Hi, everyone. Um, so nice to see you. So great to see you. Thanks, Phil, so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. I know you're busy. I couldn't say no to you. I can't say <laughs> no, no, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much. You know what? It pays. It pays to um to have good friends. And and uh, you know what I was thinking before <laughs> before uh, I said, let me. What's the first thing I'm going to ask her? You know, um and and I and and I said, Phil. Where, where did I go wrong? We went to university together. We studied politics. And here you are, you're yep. a liberal m in, <laughs> in Quebec City <laughs> right now. And I'm doing a podcast, like we did a live show. No, but I'll joke it aside. I always say, you know what? I wouldn't have lasted. I wouldn't have lasted long anyway. I'm, I wasn't me. I wasn't cut out for politics. No, I wouldn't say that. I mean, look at your show. Are you... No, I, I don't. I was. I don't say that. I think you you kind of deviated and went uh, and went elsewhere. So and you're Maybe. pretty successful today. No, I wouldn't say that. Thank you so much for those kind words. You do you remember those university days? Oh yes, those were the good days. <laughs> I'd go back in a heartbeat. <laughs> so long ago, so long yes. ago, and we had a couple of classes together, and it was so much fun. And I, you know, I reg- and I regret leaving university. I, I don't, I don't know if you remember. I left because my mom got sick. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So, yeah. But it's okay. Listen, all things happen okay. for a reason. And, exactly. Uh, and look where you are today. So. You and we look to the proud. future. And yeah. now we have to look ahead. That's right. I am. And look at you. <laughs> look at you. Tell us a little bit about a little bit more, Philemon. How did you how did you get in, into politics? How did you how did you start? Why did you go into politics? That's a that's a big question. <laughs> it's a loaded um, question. Well, it's a loaded question, yeah. But um, I actually uh I, I always uh, say I fell into politics because my dad was a city council. He ran as a city councilor when I was seven. He, I did mm-hmm. my first campaign in our uh, in our basement in our home, um, okay. passing the pamphlets and stuff. And it was back in the day where, uh, you know, the, the mergers weren't done yet, where um, where people were actually, you know, doing politics where they were making hardly no money, but they were mm-hmm. doing it because they wanted to change people's lives. And you know, cell phones didn't exist back then, so people would come mm-hmm. to the door and ask, you know, my father for help, and and you know, and he would help them, and he would always say to me, you know. 
when you do politics, if you do politics for the right reasons, it's you the the best part of politics. The way you're 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 it's gratified is by when you help someone and someone helps you and comes back and says, "Oh, thank you for the help." And you know, I never, to be honest with you, I said, "Yeah, yeah." You know, I never really and I went into politics because I wanted to go after into law, which I never did because mm-hmm. I ended up getting this opportunity. But um, when I ran for the first time in 208 in St. Leonard and my posters went up, you know, my name, Rody Rody is not exactly a very common name, right? So, yeah, um, that's true. you know, it's not very, so people would come into my committee and say, uh, you know, can we see her? Can we meet her? So when I would come out, uh, they would, you know, the first question they would ask me was, are you related to Vince Rody Rody? And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, he's my dad. Oh my God, your dad helped me 20 years ago with this and this. And oh my, your dad helped me with my son. This And I was like, and people would come into my committee literally because of my father, because mm-hmm. I was his daughter. And that's how uh, I did my first campaign. And that's when I really realized, Louis, I was 33. That's when I really realized, oh my God, how much my dad had made a difference in so many yeah. people's lives. And I said, you know what? If I can do half of what he's done, I would have, I would have, I would have accomplished quite a bit. So, well, I think you have, I think you have. And, um, you know, I truly believe in, in this, and I'm not saying this just because we're longtime friends, but I truly believe that you did go into politics for, for the right reasons. And, and that's why I've always respected you and, um, appreciated you. And, you know, you, you told me off air, you know, you've always been rough with politicians. And so I promise, and you made me promise you that I am going to ask you some hard questions. Yep, and I, and I, I will. And I, and I will. Uh, yes. Because you know what? A lot of, a lot of, um, besides myself, a lot of my viewers and a lot of people that are watching the show, whether they be live or after on the rerun, want a few, you know, there, there's a few things that are concerning them. Um, so sure. first, and, and what one goal of, of this show was to educate people um, when it comes to, you know, I always say news politics and, and pop culture, but especially the political aspect. And when I say that, I mean, I wanted to educate them to make them understand that their decision that they're making when they go to the voting booth, how important it is, number one. Mm-hmm. And number two, how they make that decision. And I always say, guys, just try to educate yourself even the most minimal thing, look at platforms, look at what they've done in the past, look what they want to do in the future, um, whether or not they've kept their promises, and just look at the issues that matter to you and as a whole to society. So when I say education, I you know I talk often about a party whip, and I always want to know, I was always fascinated with this role, okay? Tell the viewers what is a party whip. And just before you answer that, uh, a mutual friend of ours says, Madam Whip, we're huh? overdue for a coffee. Oh, God, that's George. Hi, George. <laughs> George. <laughs> we're right. I was supposed to do his show, too, his podcast or whatever. And he's right. We're overdue for a coffee. We had a, a great – last time we spoke, we spoke on the phone. We had a great conversation. But, yes, shout- as soon as we can get together for a coffee, we – definitely, George. Shout, and it shout was out his to- birthday. It was his birthday not two, it was? two days ago. Yes. Happy, yes, yes. Happy birthday, Yes, George. I wish them happy birthday on Facebook. Happy birthday belated. Yeah. And, and, and uh, But uh, I had the pleasure. I just met, I reached out to him. And I really enjoyed having him on my show. And um, yeah, and he, he answered me when, uh, when, when, he, when he saw that you were going to be on my show. So tell, yeah, tell the viewers. Uh, yes, he is. He is a great. great um, what is a party whip? What is their role in politics, in a political party? 
well, I was named uh, I was named party whip uh, recently uh, by uh, by my chef Dominique Anglade uh, when she won the leadership uh, leadership campaign. So mm-hmm. basically, I'm the guardian of discipline. So I make sure that my uh, 27 colleagues are in commission or are in uh, in the house when they're supposed to be, um, and all the rela- the interparliamentary relations across the world because uh, we have uh, interparliamentary. Uh, uh, families across uh, across uh, the world, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, I make sure that those uh, those function also. And I basically sometimes I think I'm a, the psychologist too, because everybody when <laughs> there's an issue or a problem, well, you know, it's my door that they knock on. So um, it's a privilege. It's a privilege to be uh, the whip uh, of uh, the whip on chef for the opposition because it's uh, it's a really a sign of confidence and a sign of respect uh, from the chef, but also from my colleagues. So uh, I'm very honored to uh, to play that role. It, it, yeah, it is. I know it is. It's a very important role. And and when I and I've spoken about this role in the past, and and people like just a party whip. I never heard of that just because the name is so like yeah, isn't it whip, interesting? Right? Whip. I have <laughs> yeah. my whip in the office. That's what I do. I whip them when they don't do. What yeah, exactly. Yeah. So so to go further to what your explanation is, and and once again is how much of your role, mm-hmm. and how much. I've always, re- again, I'm going to use fascinated again with <laughs> the percentage of politicians that will vote against the bill and go against party lines. Mm-hmm. And what is the role of the party whip when it comes to that? Okay. Well, the party, let's talk about what a party line is, first of all, okay. because everybody has this perception or notion that um, we don't have an opinion and everybody follows the leader blindfolded and just votes as the chef wants us to vote. That's not how it works. Perfect. So I was president of caucus before I became whip. Okay. So our, what's a caucus? A caucus is where we meet on a daily basis. It's just, uh, the, the elected officials with the, with the, the, the chef and we discuss, uh, upcoming bills, uh, upcoming subjects, upcoming, and sometimes the discussions are quite animated. There's, there's, I mean, we're 28 people around the table with 28 opinions, and we don't always have the same opinions on the same issues. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, at the end of the day, the role of the president of caucus, the whip, and I would say, the 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 objective of the caucus is that even it's exactly the 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 name of your show, agree to disagree. Mm-hmm. It's exactly that. Because at the end of it, once we have the conversation and we, we debate it, we come to a consensus where everybody's comfortable with the decision we make. And that's when the vote comes in. But if people think that we don't say what we have to say around the table, they're wrong. I mean, I've had, we've had some very heated discussions. I didn't vote with the party's uh, line with More uh, Dignité, which, uh, you know, uh, dying. Yes, the di- right, the right, dying, uh, right. The right yes. to die. They I didn't vote. To live. I, they didn't need to live. I voted against the the you know it was everybody vote for it because it was an issue that it was you know it had to do with our values and morals and I couldn't vote for that. It was against you know everything I've everything my parents taught me or my grandparents where you know a doctor's there to save your life is not there to you know uh, then there was all the, the the situations well who has right to it and who doesn't so there was a lot of unanswered questions for me so I voted against it. I mean, I vote against it where, you know, most of my colleagues voted for it. So, yes, there's a party line, but the party line doesn't mean that we're, we're, we can express ourselves or can't give our point of view. It just means that at the end of the day, after we debate it, we discuss it, 
we come to a certain consensus where everybody is comfortable and that's when we vote. I'm so glad that you cleared that up, honestly, because yeah. uh, George George gave me a mouthful when I asked him that question <laughs> as well on his show. And no, he see the whole purpose of this show as well is for me to learn, right? Yeah. I think I think I do know one or two things about politics, but I, you know, you know he explained. You know quite a bit. I, I do, but but he explained to me just like you did is that you don't see what goes behind the door until no. that decision and that vote is passed mm, about right. all the literal warfare between. 27 28 yeah. um um committee colleagues. members or, or mm -hmm. colleagues mm -hmm. i mean but even so so like how do you even come up to a consensus let alone it's two people that can come up with a consensus how do you come up with a consensus with 27 or 28 people so that's that's the uh, how can i say that's that's, the, what, that's that's what people don't understand how could yes people I, come to a, an agreement on an issue yeah. is that it yeah well, it's not, it's not as, it's not as, um, I understand how people can have that preconceived motion where uh, they think that we're told what to do and we're told how to go and what direction to go in, which is not true. Mm -hmm. um, we have certain, uh, you know, the Liberal Party has certain values, has certain beliefs, and those are, those guy those guide us in our decisions we make. We believe in social justice. We believe in, uh, you know, uh, creating, uh, creating wealth in order to distribute it. So these are, are things that guide us when we make our decisions in all spheres and all bills that are, are brought to the table. You know, there's issues that are get that are more heat that we heat that are, you know, more discussed than others because, yeah. you know, it touches our, our values personally. Yes. Uh, it touches our writings because we all have different writings too to worry about. And all, our constituents are all different across across the board uh, with all different priorities, too. So that comes into account. But at the end of the day, we look at the bill as a whole and we say, OK, listen, is it going to better? society is it going to better is it better for quebec if we go in that direction or isn't it and that most of the time if we say yes then we vote for it if we say absolutely not because it's going two steps back well then we come to the consensus of okay well even though there's certain things in the bill that are okay if those are not amended well we're definitely voting against so that's Understood. you know and there's many discussions before we get to that decision point i mean you know sometimes we're 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 here and by the end of the discussion, we're here. So, and the modif and I can imagine how many drafts and modifications come up with 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 a bill or, or anything before it's even voted on. Correct? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. And when we're in commission, uh, it's called the Zetu Detaille, where you take article per article, and there's amendments to the articles. There's uh, there's debates. There's hours and hours spent on articles in order to better it. So there's a there's a there's an extreme there's an exhaustive work that's done before a bill can go through parliament and it can be applied. There's hours and hours of work. And that's great. You see, this is what I, wa I wanted. The whole purpose of this is to, to get it straight from the, you know, to, to the people that are involved to see that, you know, and, and I'll be the first and everyone knows that I'm not, you know, yes, I'm rough. I'm on, on politicians in general. Uh, but sometimes, you know, you need to hear that other side of the story because it's not just fun and games and it isn't, especially today. Number in the world we do live in um so so on that note i i'd like to know again an open-ended question but what, what what is where what is the current state of the the quebec liberal party with its new leader dominique anglade uh how does she see how does she see the liberal party how does she see uh the province moving forward post 
regardless of the pandemic for now at this point. Okay. Well, um, Dominique is, is, first of all, she's a woman, uh, which yes. uh, people say to me, oh, you know, I, she has, us women have a different way of looking at things. Um, a little bit different from males. Uh, our perspective is a little bit different. We're very, very, uh, very conscientious, very, you know, we, 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 we like to know the, all the details before uh, we make a decision. Um, I mean, there's a lot of work to do with the Liberal Party. We're, we're in a, a period of reconstructing uh, the party from A to Z. Um, Dominique is, uh, is someone who has, um, you know, she's an she's a economic background. She's an engineer. Uh, she's kind of a pioneer in in her uh, in her area because mm. she was one of you know in an era where you know back then women uh, weren't engineers. I mean, so yeah. uh, she studied at the Polytechnique. Uh, she's got a, a a huge economic background. Um, so she's she's very very smart. Uh, she's uh, dynamic. She she wants to bring uh, Quebec literally in the 21st century um, in terms of innovation, in terms of uh, if uh, research, in terms of even just the economy. All you know, you talk about, don't talk about the pandemic, but the, the pandemic is bringing us to, you know, changing our ways and changing how we do business and changing how, you know, we see things, um, you know, and all that's going to, that's going to come into consideration. Relaunching the economy is going to be huge. And I yeah. think that, you know, uh, with her background, economic background experience, she's going to bring a lot to the table. And I hope that people get the opportunity to meet her and talk to her. Because when they do meet her and speak to her, they they end up uh, they end up liking her. They end up saying, you know what, she's she's incredible. So let's give her a chance. That's that's all I'm hoping for. So I've... our role is to make her, you know, get out there and have people known. Obviously, with the pandemic, I mean, uh, you know, it's it's yeah, very it's... hard, very very difficult. But uh, look, we uh, we're taking it one day at a time, and uh, we'll see. Well, I do look forward to to uh, and maybe once again. I'll, this... Maybe I'll have her on your show one time, Louis. I'll make, wow, I'll do your show. <laughs> that How's would that? be fantastic. That would okay. be. Fa I would love it. I would love All it. Right. We'll try um, so, so he, he, let's just uh, a few a few comments. Um, finally, a gorgeous beauty on your show. <laughs> First of all, I was I was Dario, I was I was <laughs> I was told by 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 my wife and my sisters that I didn't have enough women as guests. <laughs> But oh wait, don't get too excited. My good buddy oh. Tony Chichi says Luigi you look fabulous too. <laughs> but you do, um, you do look good. I can tell you guys, Louis hasn't changed at all. At all. He doesn't get old. He doesn't age. I don't know what his secret is, but 25 years ago. <laughs> I don't know. He hasn't changed. He hasn't changed at all. Um Dario says a, a great point. Why most people don't understand politics and how things works, it's because they don't teach the basics, at least in high school, and drill it into their minds of the young and people in general, how important politics and voting is, especially in a democratic country. Absolutely true. Very true, Dario. And I would even go as far as saying, um, you know, it's, it's crazy how people don't realize how politics touches every sphere of your life. Uh, you know, it touches education. It touches health. It touches the economy. It touches... And, and it's amazing when you talk to people, when I, even friends of ours, Louis, people in our generation, how they're not, how they don't read, they don't read the yeah. newspapers, they don't, they don't know what's going on. They can't even name who the prime minister is of Canada, yeah. which is pretty sad. But yeah. uh, you're right, Dario, they should go a little bit more into, I know they teach like uh, the basics, you know, who's the prime minister, how many elected officials and things like that, but they don't really get into the nitty gritty. I would love to go into my schools and and uh, and give talks about you know what it is to be in in government because I was mm -hmm. in government and what it is in the opposition because it's totally a different role, completely. Yes, 
But yes, uh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I keep saying politics is what makes the world go round. And as for democracy, it's a shame because what I say is you don't vote. Well, you don't have a, you can't criticize or you can't. Uh, I've, I've always said that. Talk. I've always said no matter so, how disenchanted you feel, no matter how pissed off you are. And so have I. I still go yeah. vote, even though I live in a very uh, 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 highly francophone and they've always been separatist in, in my in my area. I still go vote, even though I know my vote will make a difference. It does but make I still... a difference. It gives you a voice. And yeah, you know it, what? It countries that are that are in war and fight to have to to be able to vote and and, and democracy is very important in a society. I, I absolutely. People need to understand that. Yes, they they totally. I mean, two things: they need to understand the value and the importance of that vote, mm -hmm. and also, like I said before, the decision making behind it. Don't just go there, it's, guys. It's not just a piece of paper. It really isn't. And I, I've said this, I've said this since the beginning, do your homework, the minimal homework. If you don't, guys, it doesn't take much. Just Google something. It really doesn't. Or ask someone that you think maybe might know something. Just try to educate yourselves. That's that's all I'm saying. Um, and that's what, you know, having guests like Philomena is, is, is all part of it. Um, so what I really, we spoke about this a lot off air is this pandemic i know that everyone's fed up general public politicians yeah. we all are fed up um i have a bone to pick and i want to know your feelings of the current handling of the situation by the cac um because honestly i i don't even know what to say anymore phil i i really don't i don't know what to say i i think i think they wake up in the morning they throw a piece of pizza on the on the wall and they say okay let's see which side it falls out and let's just try something new um well listen um i, I you know to 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 their defense i mean the pandemic hit us uh it hit the world uh, nobody was expecting it nobody knew yes. what it was nobody knew you know what the hell was going on everybody was was caught with this and had to deal with it the best they could um so the first wave when it first hit us i can tell you that even as as, as the opposition party worked with the government on a constructive level to be able to say you know how can we uh put measures into place as quickly as possible to protect everyone now with the second pandemic um it's a little bit different because uh we've been asking the government for transparency We've been asking them, listen, you keep, you know, you keep saying that it's the, uh, the health, uh, la santé publique, that's telling you, you know, you need to close this industry versus this industry. You need to do this versus that. Fine. Explain it to the people. People don't understand anymore. And that's where the frustration is coming because, you know, you're, you're closing the restaurants when the restaurants or during the first wave were complied to all, all of the, the uh, demands that the government made. All of them, including taking the registry at the beginning when you walked in, respecting the family bubble, putting the pexed glasses in order to keep the two meter distance, wearing of the mask, et cetera, et cetera. So why are they still closed today? Why is it that the malls are opened, but the restaurants remain closed? Uh, you know, the gym industry is is uh, is very upset, too, because, you know, they they also uh, conform to all the, the measures that the government gave them. There yeah. was no cases of COVID in the gyms, but yet, even though the level of distress, uh, mental health issues, our youth is going literally bonkers. We're, we're sacrificing a whole generation here. 
And, you know, the gym is a, is a way of letting out, is a way of, you know, going, training for, for, for an hour, changing your thoughts. They're still closed. So I think that that contributes a little bit to the, 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 the people saying, you know what, I'm fed up. Uh, you know, people are, are telling me, you know what, does this friggin' virus even exist? Like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. You know, and it's because there is no transparency. It's because we're the only province, Louis, the only province where the government, the prime minister sits next to uh, La Santé Publique, Aruda, mm -hmm. and does their press conference. We're the only. The, 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 this issue of independency is questioned also. In all the other provinces, it's two press conferences that are done. The health, the health, uh, la santé publique gives their recommendations, mm -hmm. and then the government takes their, their decisions, depending on what what uh, the the uh, la santé publique says. Here in Quebec, they're side by side to the point where now it's turning into a, the running gag where you know he's Aruda is even scared to talk because he looks over at the prime minister as you know, okay, can I you know is, is that okay yeah. what I just said? Like it's like he needs that approval. So that contributes that that in itself that the lack of transparency. Yeah. Everybody's questioning. Well, how is he making these decisions? How how is he making them? I can't even explain it to my constituents. I mean, I have the the hall industry. the the, the major reception halls are in here in Saint Leonard. Yes. Here. I mean, we got up. We did a press conference. I got up in the house and asked a question. It's an industry that's completely misunderstood. It's, it falls into a gray zone where nobody nobody understands that the revenue that they lost this year they can never recuperate, never, no. and they 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 have they've had no help whatsoever. So you know, and, and to use that as an example, but I mean, you know, all this um, this pandemic with the restaurants closing. I mean, okay, yes, we encourage them with the takeout and whatever, but you know. Uh, I don't know how they're going to survive, to be honest with you. I, I don't understand. I don't know how we're going to do once we relaunch the economy, how we're going to relaunch it. I, I, I'm very, very well, worried. I'm, well, I'm not, you know, for the ones that do manage to survive, I, I always say that after this, I mean, it's going to be like the Roaring Twenties, but the, tw the, the, tw the Roaring Twenties in the 20th, 21st century. But it's more of, you know, it, it's more of like, He's he's what I don't understand is like he's doing as he sees fit. It's basically a dictatorship. I'm doing whatever I want. Don't question me. And yet you look at his approval rating, and he has the highest amongst all the premiers in 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 in, uh, in Canada. So once again, Dario asked me, Philomena, can we easily say that the CAC will lose next election? And I always tell him, Dario, I'm telling you, he still has the highest approval rating amongst all premiers in Canada right now. Yes. I, so I, I, so maybe it'll lead me to our next discussion, which I left for for the last. But hmm. why is that? Why? Well, first of all, why is he doing that? And what what have what would have the liberals? Do you think would have done handled this differently? And I'm not gonna you know put your your hand in fire to say oh for sure. But how how what should we have been? What should we be doing at this point differently? Well, look, I think that, um, you know, I'm not going to be I'm not going to play that game of we would have been better than them, because mm -hmm. honestly, like I said, in the first in the first wave, it would have been it was a surprise for everybody. So we worked with them in the first wave because our objective was, you know, let's let's do what we have to do to get out of this as soon as possible. That, that was the, the the mind frame that we were in. Uh, most of the proposals that we gave to the government, they were accepted and they 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 uh, they took them and they they applied them. Now the the second wave, that's a different story. I mean, you know, there's many many issues uh, with 
the rapid testings, uh, you know, we question them every day, uh, the, you know, the lack of transparency, the fact that we, we ourselves, I mean, I get questioned every day, Louis, you know, constituents call me and say, you know, I can't explain it. I don't know because yeah. we don't know. We don't know how they make their decisions. You understand? So it's very complicated. And you know what? If they were a little bit more transparent, I, I can't say they're, you know, I mean, I'll leave, I'll leave that for the people to judge if they're doing a good job or not. Would we have been better? I don't know. Would we have been different? Definitely. We would have done yeah. things differently. That's for sure. But, you know, I mean, the people made a choice. Uh, democracy spoke. I mean, I understood that, you know, uh, the, when they voted, they voted against the Liberal Party because we were there for so long. They wanted change. But what I, the only thing I could tell people is, and it goes back to what you first said at the very beginning, educate yourself. Change, when you change in life, normally you want to change to better. You never yes. want to change to go backwards. Never. No. So when you're, when you know who you're voting for and you know what you're voting for, see people have, here in Quebec, we vote against something. When we yes. go to the ballot, we vote against, not for something. And that's what happened. They voted against the Liberal Party because, you know, you know, that aura of corruption that was there, um, you know, the fact that we were there for so long, we were there for 12 years, just even the idea of changing to see what change would bring, uh, not knowing what it would bring, because the CAC, if anybody studied their, their political platform, it was a, basically a copy of ours. All they said was, we're going to, it's the same, but we're going to be better, better yeah. than them. So I'll let the people judge in two years if they were better than us. But and you know where they're going to be judged on? Not necessarily the pandemic, uh, Louis, because like I said, the pandemic is is an exceptional case. Yes. The relaunch of the economy. That's what they're going to be judged on, because when we were in power, we were the economy was fantastic. The economy, people were making money. We were on the map. Quebec was everybody was looking at Quebec. We were uh, leaders in the environment issues. We were a leader in the air, uh, in the aero uh, spatial. Innovation was was huge here in Quebec. Now you go downtown and it's ghost town, literally yep. ghost town. So yep. we're going to see how good they are with relaunching the economy. I think that that's where the people are going to see the difference between the liberals and the CAC. Well, so so here's the thing. A few people, uh, why is he doing this, guys? It's very it's very difficult. I think Phil answered it. He's just they're doing they're doing what they want, just like with other other topics and other and other hot topics uh, in, in politics. But George brings up a great point. Traditionally, in time of crisis, leaders are seen as favorably. Yes. Well, which is look, uh, he's on TV. You're right, George, and uh, and that's like if you look, it's across the world. But, you know, uh, I mean, look at the coverage, the, the TV time he has. He's on a press conference daily. Um, you know, you want people want to have confidence in their leader because we, we want to get through this pandemic. So you're right, George. During a time of crisis, you it, yeah, you tend to look to your leader, the leader who's there and you tend yeah. to be favorable. That's why I say it won't be necessarily on the pandemic, but it will be how after the pandemic, how they're going to be able to run Quebec. Yeah, that's what they're going to be judged on. Well, I, what, I hope, listen, anyway. <laughs> I, yeah, I, 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 I do hope, hope I, I do hope. And yeah. I, I'm looking at the situation the way it is right now. And I'm trying not to sound like a conspiracy theorist. And I said this off air to you, <laughs> but Phil, honestly, for the life of me, I don't understand anymore. And mm -hmm. I don't think anybody has an answer anymore because 
this hole that we found ourselves in economically is getting larger and larger by the day. Um, but not only economic, I'm looking at, uh, and I've said this again, but it's really bad in terms of the mental health you spoke about of our youth, of, of anybody, um, anybody that having to work from home, minimize contacts with humans because humans, all they need is, is contacts. And then, you know, I just say, myself, it's been a year, man. It's, it's enough. It's been a year, guys. Uh, I'm not saying that I'm not asking, I'm not even asking you a question for just, I, I think I just need to vent I for feel, everybody. That's, I feel the desperation in your voice and you're, uh, and you're, and you're young, you're active, you have a family, um, you know, imagine the ones that are by themselves, uh, you know, that yes. have no one, uh, you know, the, the elderly we're sacrificing, like I said, a whole, a whole generation with our youth. Um, just the fact that they can't do sports. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of our youth that are, 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 uh, are turning to violence are turning to, uh, drugs. Um, the, the anxiety levels are, are high. We've never had such anxiety levels in, in our youths. And, you know, um, that's why we keep telling them, like, even just with the sports, the organized sports, why aren't the kids, why aren't you letting kids play or practice uh, in arenas? Uh, the, the answer was, well, we're, we're scared that the, there's going to be too many parents in the arena, but which is not true because during the first wave, the kids were practicing. It was eight on eight with a coach exactly. and the parents had to stay outside in their cars and wait for the kids. But it was that one hour where they used, would see their friends, they were able to interact, always keeping in mind that, you know, the measures of the, you know, had to be respected, the mask, etc. But it was a way of changing their, their, their head, their minds. Now they're stuck to their video games. Uh, they don't interact with anybody. They're, they're, they have, you know, uh, they think of, you know, the, the violence, the violence yeah. has, has been going up everywhere. I mean, you yeah. know, take just here in St. Lane or what happened, you know, a, an innocent bystander was caught in the, uh, in, you know, she was at the wrong place at the wrong time, basically. Uh, you know, uh, from what I understand, even just the, uh, you know, um, selling of arms, firearms are increasing. Uh, you know, it's, it's very scary. The, the, the gang, the street gangs are trying to claim their territories uh you know it, it's because they have nothing to do they're 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 yeah well they have you, nowhere else to go they have nowhere else to go nothing else yeah. to do and this and th imagine just on general and a lot of people have too much time on their hands because they're not working for whatever reason if their industry was affected and they literally have too much time on their hand and what does that happen what what happens when people have too much time in their hand now we're well, starting to see get, the consequences of that the negative thoughts right and the, you know they talk they get influenced uh, yep yeah, it's uh, I, we're literally uh, I, I don't know what's going to happen because, you know, it's a generation where, um, you know, how are we going to how are we going to get them back? How are we going to get them back into school? How are we going to get back interested? You know, what what's going to happen to these kids? Um, you know, there's a lot of questions and, and we can't we're going to we're going to we can't save them all. Louis. We can't no matter no. how hard we try. We can't. We so, can't, but it's it's very worrisome to me. It's very worrisome, it and and this it's is coming scary. from 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 someone that was not I was not affected financially. My my family's in health. My kids are still in elementary school, so they're going to school, yeah. um, and, and they're flourishing. So, but I'm thinking about everyone else that's being affected yeah. here, and it's 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 for me honestly, it's heartbreaking. It really is. It's heartbreaking, and I don't see the point anymore because. I, I don't see the point anymore. I'm saying, listen, take care of our most vulnerable. 
our uh, SHDL, the, the old elderly, and, yeah. S and just let everyone else decide for themselves whatever risk they want to take. You can't, you can't, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's going to get to the point, and would we even have the courage to say, like, the, like in Italy, when all the Italians says, screw this, we're opening up the restaurants, and that's it. That's okay, it. Well, I, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna rain on your parade a little bit, okay? Perfect. Because uh, when you say, you know, just you know, take care of the elderly and the hell with it. Just let us, let us be, and what will be, will be. The problem with this virus, Louis, is that um, you can have this, the virus and and have no symptoms, but you you're, you can be very contagious, mm. which is ninety uh, percent of our, our the cases are people our age, our generation, or younger, where they do carry the virus. They don't know they carry the virus because they don't have any symptoms, but they give it to the elderly or they, they're transmitted. It's called community transmission. Yes. And that's the danger with this virus because the community transmission, you don't know who you're giving it to because you're not aware that you have it. But the person that you might give it to, you might, they might, it might kill them. They might die of it. So yes. this is why the government, what they're, what, what we're trying, what they're trying to do, which, you know, it's trying to control it. It's trying to control the, the uh, community transmission until they get the vaccines so that they can have a certain amount of people uh, that get the vaccines so that there's an immunity in, in, in our society, which, you know, we don't have yet because the vaccines are not coming as fast as we thought that we would get. No, that's, an, that's another. Right. Well, but you can't, yeah. you can't be in that optic. Like, I understand the frustration. I understand that people are saying, look, is enough is enough. The conspiracy issues, I hear them too. Look, mm -hmm. I've heard some crazy things like to the point where you know it's because we want to save the planet and we're doing it for environmental purposes because we've rounded the airplanes and we've and done the big this. reset the great reset and the big reset yes i mean i've heard it too people i mean I, I my brother sometimes talks to me about it and you know he does it to get me nervous but he does it <laughs> but you know so but but it's it is serious and now we have the variants that are coming in which apparently are more contagious and more dangerous uh, you know, which people are saying, oh, my God, now what's going to happen? You know, like, are we going backwards instead of going forward? No, we need to we we, we have to hope we have to hope. And there was a, you know, uh, Justin made a positive announcement today at the federal saying we're getting uh, the vaccines coming in. If mm -hmm. the vaccines come in and we're able to vaccinate massively, because I can tell you that we, we're ready, the we're ready to vaccinate. That's not that's not the we're issue. Just... We just need the vaccines. So if we get the vaccines and we're able to vaccinate massively to the starting with the vulnerable, vulnerable people coming up to us, we'll probably get only vaccinated in September, Louis. You understand? But yeah. that's not even the issue, because once there's a certain amount of vaccines out there and we vaccinated the most vulnerable, then we can do what you say. Then we can maybe question the government and say, OK, look, is enough is enough now, because if I get it, I'll be sick. Yes. But the chances of me dying from it. Exactly. Are next to none. Right. Yes. But we're not yes. there yet. You have to be a little bit patient, a little bit more. Just a little yeah. bit. I'm running out of patience, but that's just the Sicilian, <laughs> that's just the Sicilian in my blood. That's okay. Um, it's okay. I'm Calabresa. I have a harder head than you. <laughs> yeah, huh? But hard head or red or, or blood? Uh, yeah, never mind. That's no, no. Uh, testadura. Testadura yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. um, so one one thing I think which um, which is is and I I save this for last. Um, okay. I think is the most important topic to come well it's, it's never-ending topic um to my viewers to me personally as well um is is the status of english and english minority in quebec so i'm going to start this by saying and i'm going to try to stay as calm 
and collective without using any names because I, I promised my wife I was going to be decored tonight. Polite. Uh, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, if yes. anybody doesn't know Louis, this is huge. What he okay. just said right now is huge. All right. So I'm not going to call him any names. Okay. <laughs> I promise I won't. So okay. I want I want an answer from you how in 2021, a Quebec politician from that useless. Louis, you promised. Useless party. The Parti Québécois. <laughs> this week, they will table a motion to stop the controversial. Why it's controversial? <laughs> that's another story. Um, I'm going to read it here. Controversial $100 million expansion of Montreal's Dawson College. Dawson, yes. Okay. According to party leader, listen to this, guys, okay? Paul Saint-Pierre Plamondon. Mm -hmm. um, any new money should primarily be directed to the French-speaking college network. In order to balance the number of places in CJEPs according to Montreal's demographics, mm -hmm. um, Dawson's expansion was the only CJEP project to be selected by the CAC government to be a part of a group of infrastructure projects to be carried out on an accelerated basis as part of the uh, province's plan for COVID 19 economic stimulus. Mm -hmm. According to St. Pierre Plamondon, it symbolizes, and I quote, mm -hmm. and I'm going to end it here because I'm going to try to calm down and, 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 and calm down. It symbolizes a linguistic dynamic that going in the wrong direction and that the Quebec, uh, the CAC government was funding assimilation. Assimilation. Where, <laughs> where, where do I even start, Phil? Where do I even start? I don't know where you want me to start, but um, okay. I hope you're not surprised. Honestly, coming from the Parti Québécois, uh, uh, Plamondon is uh, their new leader. Um, it's kind of kind of hypocritical of him to talk about Dawson when he studied in in England at an English uh, <laughs> university. You. I mean, it's kind of like a double standard here. Um, uh, the the expansion for Dawson actually was a, a project that was approved when we were in government. Uh, we had approved it right at the end of our our mandate, which was uh, reapproved. Uh, the CAC kept it in their infrastructure, uh, which is called the um, um, in um, the economic stimulus package. So mm -hmm. what it is, is where, uh, the, in order for us to re stimulate the economy after the pandemic, uh, we, we invest in major infrastructure. Um, mm -hmm. So we had the Turcotte interchange and the, and the, the blue line, uh, when I, the blue line that's coming here to St. Leonard, uh, the REM in the, in the West. Um, so these are all big, these are huge projects in order to uh, relaunch that are, are going to be part of the uh, stimulus package to relaunch the economy. Um, look, the, the, the linguistic issue here in Quebec is an issue that is ongoing, and I don't think that we will ever, um, I think we're going to agree to disagree with, uh, with certain parties. Um, you know where the Liberal Party stands on that. I mean, um, to think that we can, I mean, Quebec is a French province. It will always be a French province. People who come here and choose to live in Quebec know that they will have to work and speak in French. Um, that being said, with with social media right now, with you know, we're at a click of talking to someone who's on the other side of the world, um, and people speaking two, three, four languages. Um, you know, just take us for example, Louis. We're 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 trilingual. We're completely yeah. trilingual. I did all my studies in English, university, right up to university. Today, I work in a French environment. I speak. I write in French. Does it take away? from somebody no it doesn't no. 
So um, I think it's being a little bit close-minded, to be honest with you. I think that you know uh, the 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 the, the, gen the younger generation, for them, um, they don't see uh, the language barrier. They don't see the color of a person's skin. They don't see uh, you know this idea of uh, of racism and the idea of you being different from me. Kids today don't see that. No, they don't see it. And the proof is, I mean, you have kids, Louis. I don't, but I see with my nieces. They talk about their friends. They'll say, "Oh, my friend uh, Melissa," or "My friend." They'll never say, "My my friend Melissa, she's uh, you know, she's no. this color or never. she's this national." Never for them, it's a friend. So yeah. I think that we're heading in the right direction. Unfortunately, for me, this is a, a, a you know, it's a debate that will come on. Look, the CAC wants to reinforce Bill One Hundred One. Um, he's been talking about it for years. Uh, he still hasn't tabled anything. We're, we're going to wait and see what what uh, what he's going to come up with. Simon Jean Barrette, and then maybe we can come back on your show. I can come back and we can discuss it, and we can do a show just on that. But uh, you know, look. Um, so here's the thing, okay? Um, everyone knows that French is not in danger anymore. Everyone knows that, and I've said this I don't know how many times ad nauseum that you just mentioned the young generation now could care less about. Le Purlain, the French, it's over. They just care that they want to they wanna have a future, uh, economic future, jobs when we get older. They don't care about this Bill 101 anymore. So my point is, it's in place. It's been effective. It's won. The, the, the English, English minority and our schools have been decimated because obviously, yeah. I mean, there's no more kids going to school and all the new immigrants have to go through. So it's, it's, it's after 50 years, it's completely, uh, uh, it's, it's completely, has it had the, the intended result 50 years later my point is why do you, you see when things are going good when things are going bad it's always thrown back into the bucket why is why this constant reminder why this why is 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 it really is it just basically am i am i stupid or naive just is, is it just because votes is it because divide, votes? divide and conquer divide and no conquer. but i have nothing else to talk about phil i have nothing else to talk about the ec ec economy infrastructure healthcare, education none of that matters none of that matters well, i'm gonna i'm gonna throw back the question to you or to your viewers we're in a pandemic people are dying uh we don't know when we're going to come out of this pandemic we don't know what kind of economic situation we're going to be in once we come out of it uh and the cac's preoccupation is the, the language the CAC is preoccupied about bill, reinforcing Bill 101. So you you kind of can ask the question of where's their priorities? Yes. Right? Now, it, it may... it's, it, is it an electoral decision? Yes, because as soon as we, we approach uh, elections, uh, yeah, the language issue comes, comes, uh, comes to the table. The identity issue comes to the table. Uh, the immigration issue comes to the table. So, so the the problem is, is that here, here's you know, everyone's saying, listen, we know, you know, Steve, Steve said, you know, there was the liberals that that have done damage to the English community community because they introduced Bill One Hundred One. I'm I'm well aware of all that, but the fact of the matter is, is that if you do not talk about language, okay, and if you do not pretend to protect the French language, then the liberals are not going to be back in power. I don't, it's because, not a question of protecting one or the other. We've never, uh, we've been in power. We were in power for the last uh, 50, almost 15 years uh, before the CAC came in. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, we were never scared. We're not scared of talking about uh, the language issue. We can address it and address it in an in a orderly fashion and in an intelligent way. 
Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody knows, uh, yes, Quebec is a French-speaking province. Everybody accepts it. And we're, that's who we are. It's our identity. Now, that being said, uh, you, one doesn't have to be, uh, you know, against the other. Uh, we don't put the English language against the French language when we speak about the language issue. Whereas the other parties, that's what they do. They put one against the other. So it's divide and yes. conquer, yeah. which is not what we do. It's, no, we don't... I, we don't we yes, we believe that you know in the working in the working environment and stuff. You have to speak French. You have no choice if you want to function here in Quebec. You have to. But we're yes. also realistic and say, well, if you want to, you know, the in glo the if you want to globalize and you want to work across out outside of Quebec, the more languages you know, the better it is. I, the better I just, it is. Phil, I've been saying this all my life, <laughs> honestly, and I think I'm probably going to say it till the day I die. And the fact that English is 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 treated like a disease here, but you have this clown, this clown, because that's all I could call him. I'm sorry. To me, he's a clown. He's not to say these words assimilation in the wrong direction. You're stopping the you literally have no schools anymore for this English community, and you have the gall, the gall to table a motion in the middle of a pandemic to stop a hundred million dollar expansion of the one of the only English CGIPs we have. Well, that is to, so overcrowded. Just so everybody knows, the motion never went through. It was uh, it was voted. Uh, everybody voted against. So I mean, you know, it's okay. I mean, but it's like asking the Le Parti Québécois not to table a motion on separation, Louis. It's 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 their identity. It's who yeah. they are. It's their reason to exist. So by taking that away from them, then you can question: Do they really need to exist? Are they are they actually relevant anymore? So no, they're not. I I, exactly. I mean, they're not. They're exactly. not. It's just. It, it because asking the question is answering it right because phil exactly but see what i've listen i was a i'm a hardcore fellow okay but i've accepted i've made a decision to raise my kids here i've accepted that and i understand that we all need to speak french and i and i could totally understand that but it doesn't mean that we have to i, I find that we're, we're our, the English community is like, we'll just take it and that's it. We just take it and that's it. And, you know, and they say, you know, and we have ourselves to blame. And I've said this many times. I'm sorry. You, the minute you take away the right of your child to go to English school, it ends there, guys. So don't bitch and complain about, oh, there's, there's, they're closing down English schools. Well, what's going to happen, guys? The the immigrants that are coming in can't send their kids to English schools. No. Here we are. Here we are. Okay. We're complaining, but yet, oh, let me uh, let me uh, send my my kid to 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 uh, French school. Uh, Bozo, did you know that the English community and the EMSB has outperformed any French uh, uh, commission scolaire in mm -hmm. Quebec for the past I don't know how many decades? Okay. Very true. Very so. I, I don't understand, Phil. I be so, so. I don't. Know, I think I, I at this point I think I'm just venting. I don't think we have a solution. I don't know. I don't well, know. Look, um, Bill 101 is there and it's there to stay. Um, Bill 101 was put into place at a at a period of time where uh, immigration was coming in um, from. Uh, I would say I'm going to say it like this: non French, non French provinces like Italy, Greece. Portugal, more European provinces. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was that question of, you know, uh, what are we going to do with uh, with the, the kids of these immigrants? 
And the Bill 101 was put into place to reinsure that these the, the children of these immigrants would speak French, being that we're in a French-speaking uh, province. You know, some people will say it's malintentioned. Some people will say, well, you know, it was a way of preserving the French language. Okay, all the, all the arguments are good. I, I, I accept. That being said, today, I went to English school. Louis, you went to English school. If you have a parent yeah. that went to one parent, if you have one parent that went to English school, you have the option of sending your child to an English or a French school. You have that option in Bill yes. 101. You're not obliged to send your, your child to a French school. Okay, so that, I mean, that's important. I mean, it needs to be said and it needs to be understood. Now, obviously, our Im immigration right now, uh, the way it's being selected, um, most of the immigration is selected on uh, in French French speaking uh, areas already. So when they come in, they're already speaking French. Mm -hmm. So automatically they go to French school. The kids go to French school. They don't go into the English uh, in the English system, and they're not allowed to go into the English system. So what's going to happen is slowly, slowly. Yes, our English schools are starting to close. I mean, I have an issue here in Salinard where you know we had to merge two English schools into one because there wasn't enough children. And I have the phenomenon of my French schools where I'm adding classes because they're, they're, I just have too many kids. There's mm -hmm. too many. You understand? So yeah. this thing of the French language is going to die or the French language is going to disappear. For me, it's an irrelevant argument when you have schools that are, are overloaded. They're, they're overcapacitated with kids. These kids are in French schools. So where's this threat coming from? So where, so how do they justify it? This is what I, I want to know. When you're telling me that the French yeah. language is at risk, how is that risk when you're closing English schools, giving them to French schools? This is the hypocrisy, the lying to my, to our faces. When you're trying to tell me that you're going to justify everything else, hiring $5 million worth of bozos at the OQLF in the middle of a pandemic <laughs> because the French language is, 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 is at risk. I don't know, man. I sometimes feel honestly, I just feel like taking the white flag and I don't know. I, I, and I really question myself. I question myself. Like, why do I even do this anymore? Why do I even say anything anymore? You, it's know, because what, you know what they say? History repeats itself, Louis. So it's a, it's an issue that like you say, every time we get close to a campaign, it'll pop up. Yeah. It'll be discussed. Like I said, the CAC has been saying for the past two years since they've been elected or, or a year and a half to be fair. I wouldn't say as soon as they got elected that Simon Jolin Barrett, which is their uh, justice minister is going to come with a, a bill that will reinforce bill 101. I can guarantee you, I, and everybody who's watching this bill will end up coming into a, it, it will be the positive probably six months before the campaign so that it can be discussed during our, uh, our campaign. It's 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 just it's written in the stars because that's what happens all the time. Now I think people, you say, people, come on, wake up! Like where the hell? That's what people need to realize. Why are they bringing up these issues now? And do you really think, honestly, do you really think that after everything we're going through right now, once this pandemic is over, that our 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 preoccupation is going to be on the French language or the English language? With all due respect. People are going to know how they're going to be able to put food on their table and how they're going to survive and how their businesses are going to survive and how they're going to be able to reopen and relaunch. Exactly. That's going to be the preoccupation of every Quebecer, whether you're in the regions or whether you're here in Montreal. It's the same dynamic everywhere. So 
I'm going to, once again, I hope the people are watching that they'll, they'll remember this conversation we have yep. right before the election, because it's going to be an issue that's going to be brought up for sure. So that and the identity issue. Oh, for sure. For sure. So, so I, I'm going to put this last comment because George, I, I'm going to, George says the reality is French is spoken less than 3% in North America. If we didn't have these language bills in Quebec, it would have disappeared. And I believe we have an obligation to protect it. Yes, I do. agree with you, George. And we it do. is protected. Under the, and it is protected. Of rights and freedom. It's protected. That, that's, it is. It, Philomena just, just, just said it perfectly. The school, the French school system is bursting at the seam. My point is it's not a problem. Stop telling us it's a problem. It's no longer a problem. Bill 101 is not going away. It's been effective. It's 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 its results are coming in now. Okay. No, we we've, need to we need to promote the French language. That's 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 uh, for sure. I mean, uh, you know, we have the obligation to because we are, uh, you know, in North America, we are a French province, and that you know, it's what distinguishes us from the others. I mean, you know, and we are. Yes. And, and, and the French language is protected even under the char the Charter of Rights. And exactly. Freedoms. So we are a French language. We are just, a French province. It, it just because so all these protection uh, uh, levels of protection are built in into our constitution, in our laws, mm -hmm. but yet there is still a clown like Plamondon that comes up like this. There's still and don't forget he went to study in England, by the way. Yeah. I know, I know, but that, that's but the, hypocr the hypocrisy, the hypocrisy has been has yeah, been has been gone for 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 so long, um, <laughs> from from Benal Landry to to that's anyway, right. I could go I could go on for for days. Mm -hmm. uh, Parisot, uh, London School of Economics, but anyway, that doesn't matter. Maybe that we'll, I'll bring you back on for for another for another. What's the bill? What's the bill's upon? Yeah, the yeah. So like and. It's so strong. It cannot be any stronger, guys. So, and then oh, we let's make it stronger. I need to put it. I need to put it in in CGIPS now too. Let's say if we could, we'd extend Bill One Hundred One into CGIPS. My point is, Phil. Honestly, is it One to second. the point that is it to the point that let's just eliminate it till literally the English community says, you know, we've had enough, we're going to leave. I I know it's extreme what I'm saying, but we've withered literally to feathers in the last 20, 30 years. The English community. I mean, at a certain okay. point, people are just are gonna get fed up. No, they just, uh, look. I think that the uh, you know the English the English community knows that there's uh, you know um, this issue pops up. It's a it's a it's a very delicate issue, and yeah, there's a frustration in the English community that we we hear about, and you know they have the same frustrations preoccupations that you have. But I think that there you know we're we're we can co. Uh, we can cohabit together. We've been doing it for years. Um, and one doesn't have to be against, I keep saying it, you know, it's not one against the other. Uh, we live in a, a, in a society, in a world where, like I said, we're a click away of, you know, talking to our friends in Australia and talking to our friends in, in you know, across the world. So, you know what? And, and I can see how the French, you know, maybe might be threatened by that, you know, Louis, because when you, when you only speak one language, or you know you don't you don't you're not very familiar with the English language or you're not familiar with a second or third language like we are, um, you know you want to preserve the only language that you speak and the, the language that you're you know your your it's your identity eh? it's who you are yes so you know I understand them and and you know what I, I you know okay I get it but it doesn't mean that you know because you say uh, you know bonjour and then you say hi because you're accommodating you know, the tourist industry in Montreal, 
that it's the pretext to say that you know the French language is being threatened. I mean, yeah. I, I'm categorizing it now. I'm giving yeah. you an example, an example that everybody and it's said, a great you know, example. It's a stupid yeah. example, but you know, you said it. I mean, the French schools, the the, the French will not disappear in Quebec. You go into the regions of Quebec, uh, it's it's French. If you don't speak French, mm -hmm. good luck. Try try, you're try you're not going anywhere. You understand? It, you know, don't take Montreal where it's a, a tourist hub. You know where you have businesses that are are dealing with you know at an international level where they're talking to people across all over the world and they say a few words in english you know uh, that the french language is being threatened do we have do we have the obligation to promote the french language do we have the obligation to speak the language do we, yes we do because you know what at the end of the day we chose to live here we didn't go to uh, we we didn't choose to live in toronto i totally we agree chose, we chose quebec and we chose it because it's a distinct society. We chose it because of its culture. We chose it because of the way we live. Uh, you know, everybody that comes, I have cousins that live in Toronto. They come here to Montreal and they say, oh my God, it's like you're in Europe. It's, mm -hmm. it's beautiful. Montreal is beautiful. So, yes. you know, we chose it knowing exactly what we chose it for. And you know perfectly well, Louis, your kids will learn French. And you know what? It's going to be, it's going to be advantageous for them to know French. Absolutely. Absolutely. And French. you said it perfectly, and I agree with everything you said. And I'm saying all this, and I'm gonna I'm gonna end it there. Is just I'm just saying we can do that, and it's protected, but not at the detriment of I'll our English, English of our English rights. That's all because yes. uh, we did highly contribute to the success of this province. And it's it's exactly. I just feel like and you we're being left aside. We're we are being left aside because not, we've served we, the, the well, Liberal Party. I can talk for my party, I can't talk for, for the mm -hmm. others, but the Liberal Party to the point where you know what? We've defended uh both sides, uh and uh, you know it cost us, it cost us yeah politically. Uh yeah. but uh you know, we do it because we believe uh we believe it. We're, it's it's part of our of who we are. Uh, you know, and uh, like you say, you know, it's uh, yes, the French is important. It's very important. It's very important. We need to yeah. promote it. We need to cons to keep it. We need to make sure it's thriving, but not at the detriment of English or any other language for that matter. That we we definitely agree on that. Um, guys, I just want to say that I, I did see all the comments. I'm sorry I couldn't get there's too many really? coming I in. Didn't see them. I didn't yeah, see them. it's just because I got to put them on oh the God. screen. There's just so many. Uh, really? Some of them oh, are shit. pretty pretty harsh, not against really? you. I want to hear against, are, they against, are they against you, Louis, or what? No, 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 just, no. Just, the, just a lot of Anglophones, I think, um, uh, venting. But I just want to say that I, I do truly appreciate it. I see them all, trust me, guys, uh, and I appreciate it. And I'd love uh, to see what they're saying, the Anglos, though. I'd love to you, see where they're at. You you will you will see it on the yeah. actually after yeah. the feed yeah once once you go back to see you'll okay. see all the comments yeah you will okay. see it. Good. Um, so I, I'm gonna look. i absolutely. I've already taken an hour of your time. It goes so so wow, quick. It goes so fast. Yes, it does. Oh it does. God. Phil, okay. I want to thank you so much for doing this. It was so much oh, fun. I've been wanting to do this for for a long time. And yes, if you do speak to Dominic. Yes. Uh, I would love to. <laughs> I'd love to have her on my I show. I promise I will. I promise. Awesome. But you, I need to come back on the show, though. Definitely, we need to do this again. Absolutely, sure. we will. For You're sure, always sure. welcome here, and uh, I hope to to meet up for a coffee at Aladi when things get back to normal. Yes, we need to invite George Louis. We need yes, to invite we George. Do, we will. We will. And uh, thank you to all the viewers that watched. I mean, I'm sorry I can't see you guys and I can't see your comments, but Louis, if there's anything that needs to be, uh, you know, if there's a question that needs to be answered or whatever, it'll be my pleasure. Just send it to me and. Uh, 
we'll uh, we'll get it back to whoever asking will. the question. I will. Thank you so much again, right. guys. Thank thanks you. for tuning in stay and safe, have everyone. a great weekend. Stay safe. Uh, Phil, stay on for a second. We could yeah, just chat sure. offline. Just a quick sure. sec. Thanks, everyone. Have a great uh, weekend. Thanks for listening to the Agree to Disagree show. Make sure you like, subscribe, and tell all your friends about it. Until next time.